How do you show how big your heart is to your partner? Do you do the dishes every night after you've had, well, they've had a big day at work? Maybe you're the best at giving hugs. Or perhaps you have to get your wallet out and spend your way to relationship bliss. And that's exactly what the big retailers are hoping you do, on not only on this Valentine's Day, but every Valentine's Day. Now, I'm sure you've showered your partners with chocolate, champagne, and a dozen red roses, but what does that mean for our retail sector? Is the romance of Valentine's Day enough to keep both big and small to medium enterprises in business? Professor Gary Mortimer from the Queensland University of Technology is an expert in retail marketing and consumer behaviour, and he joins me this evening on Money News. Hi, Gary. Good evening. So what sort of habits do Australians have on Valentine's Day? Like, we're normally addicted to the holiday, like people in the United States, but what's happening with spending? Yeah, listen, obviously, uh, still we're still spending incredibly uh, well. I mean, it's predicted that we'll spend about $485 million uh, this Valentine's Day on an assorted range of everything from, from gifts and chocolates and flowers and, and, and dinners out this evening, possibly. Uh, expected we'll spend about $155 million on gifts alone. Uh, 42% of those will be flowers, so you can clearly see that flowers and roses are certainly uh, the, the big winner for uh, categories uh, this, this Valentine's Day, followed by chocolates. About 30% will be buying chocolates. What's really interesting in the data, if you look at it, uh, Australian Retailers Association, along with Roy Morgan data, uh, about um, $215 million will be spent by Gen Z, so a younger cohort. So right. anywhere between sort of you know, early 20s to uh, almost 40. And is that money being spent in particular in the hospitality industry that's been so embattled through the pandemic? Are so many of the Gen Z or other generations out now going out tonight to celebrate Valentine's Day with their friends or partner? Yeah, listen, I mean, certainly there's been a push since, uh, I guess, COVID, uh, you know, pandemic uh, restrictions lifted. You know, certainly in 2022, we saw a big shift back into not just physical retail, but also getting back to normality. So going out to a theatre, going out to a show, going out to dinner, maybe a bar or a restaurant this evening. So people have, you know, have this pent up demand to get back out, get back to some level of normality. Certainly uh, 2022 saw some very positive signs for the hospitality sector. Now, we've spoken tonight about the market wrap, and this week we had JB Hi-Fi with flat sales growth, but they were also warning about an uncertain period going forward. Does that mean that in a rising interest rate environment, retailers may have to you know, market differently or approach their customers differently in 2023? Yeah, I think retailers are very much aware that I guess the cliff is coming, that we do expect to see a, a downturn in sales. We've had astronomical sales throughout 2022. I mean, if we go back to August last year, uh, spending was about $35 billion across the sector for that August month. That was 19.2% higher than uh, August 2021. But it, we started to soften up. So by September, it was about 17% higher than last year. October, 12.5%. We've looked at November. And December's numbers are in about 7%. So while we're not seeing a decline on last year yet, we're certainly seeing a softening up. And I, I think that's going to continue all the way through 2023. Clearly, we'll get to a stage where we start to cycle very big lips and we'll see some negative results, I suspect, probably by uh, June or July. Uh, Gary, shares in homewares and furniture retailer Temple and Webster today crashed more than 25%. Uh, Their CEO said that they're going to pivot towards more entry-level products to attract consumers. Is that the next step in retail for some of these premium brands? 
Yeah, Temple Webber's number's not particularly great, about 12% decline in revenue between their first half this year and first half last year. So that certainly hit their profit 11% down EBIT, down about nearly 40%. That's clearly had an impact on their shares. Uh, I think what we're seeing with uh, with JB and with Temple and Webster is that we saw a lot of spending in those categories in 2021, 2022. We were locked down for long periods of time. We were working from home a great deal, and therefore we were spending with sort of homewares, you know, redecorating creating offices, buying office furniture, buying notebooks, uh, you know, Zoom cameras and the like. We've bought all that kit now. Uh, now. Now we don't need to buy anymore. And they're really cycling some pretty big growth numbers across 2021, 2022. I, I think the shift to, to low cost, I don't know. I, I think it then puts them into direct competition of the likes of, uh, you know, giants like Kmart and Target in that space. Yes. We spoke to carsales.com last night, and they're basically saying that the boots-on-the-ground era of car shopping is well and truly over. Will retailers shift more online? And is that something that, particularly in car sales, what they said last night, is that is it try before you buy? Is that still something that happens at a retail level? So the, uh, I, I guess um, we've seen a couple of uh, trends take place as of mid last year, and that was certainly a shift away from online back into physical retail. So I think we're spending around about $4 billion every month online. Uh, I think it peaked around about 4.4 during the pandemic lockdowns. It was really the only way you could access, uh, you know, I guess, product. And that shifted about 3.4, 3.5 billion now spent online. It's about $800 million every month is shifted from an online channel back into physical retail. Um, I, you know, so I, I think we're going to see retailers do a bit of bucks. Um, online is still a very cost costly exercise, particularly that last mile. Uh, you know, getting product out to somebody's house is quite challenging and it's quite costly as well. Yes. Uh, so I think we'll see a bit of that, yeah. Um, finally, Gary, we know mortgage holders only make up around about one-third of Australians who actually own property. So what are retailers going to do? Will they target older Australians or will they still look for younger Australians to make up the drop in spending caused by rising rates? Yeah, listen, I think uh, retailers already understand that, uh, you know, that 30% that are mortgage-bound and, uh, I guess, uh, impacted by uh, interest rate hikes, they've probably lost that market. Uh, you know, I think those mortgage holders are starting to constrain their spending, uh, look to save and probably, you know, shift to, to cheaper options or even private label products. Uh, the other remaining sort of 60% of the market are younger consumers, so the Gen Z we spoke about, possibly even Gen Alpha, the, the really young consumers. I think they're still spending. They live at home with mum and dad. Uh, they don't have mortgages to deal with, so I think they're a viable market. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the retirees that don't have mortgages. And finally, Gary, if you're listening to Money News tonight and you forgot it was Valentine's Day, what's your advice to the guy <laughs> or the lady driving home from work in terms of a strategy for the next few hours before it becomes the 15th of February? Yeah, I'd, I'd be pulling into Woolies pretty quickly and grabbing a bouquet of roses for 50 bucks. I did see them when I walked out of the, uh, the Woolies uh, just recently. <laughs> Professor Gary Mortimer from the University of Technology in Queensland, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. Great to chat again.